You're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. Hello, welcome to another episode of Unemployed AF Dad. My name's Adam. And I'm Leslie. Appreciate everyone joining today. This is a fun one. I'm excited about today's episode. Anybody it is, it is. Anybody who listens by now you should know that we're usually just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Very unscripted. And we thought today it'd be really cool to do something we've done before. Um, there's a, it's called uh, Best Self. Yes. And this is the relationship card deck. But it's just got various, you know, relationship questions. There's it's like he- different categories, yeah, right? Yeah, there's health and there's finance and there's mindfulness, personal growth, things like that. So we have a um, deck of cards here, and we're just going to randomly pull. But before we get into that, I uh, wanted to just kind of talk about our relationship and how it, it's just evolved and changed over the last year, year and a half. Um, for me personally, I think we're just having more fun, I think, is the, the main thing. And we're having a lot better conversations, m- much more than just surface-level conversations that sometimes you kind of get stuck um, having when you're in a, a long-term relationship. I would agree with that. And, you know, when there's kind of a buildup of, you know, maybe tension or unsaid things or events that transpire that you just really don't know how to bring up that topic and it seems a little scary, um, that stuff builds up over time. And you kind of don't realize how far apart you've grown until you come back together and you're like, man, I I didn't realize how far apart we were or like how little we touched, even like hugged each other Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day or, you know, any like things like that. Yeah, I know we talked about it on a previous episode, how the reason I know I didn't want to maybe have those conversations with you is because I knew that, you know, there was Mm -hmm. there was some things that we needed to address and some uncomfortable conversations that needed to occur. And I didn't want to have those because I wasn't ready for one, um, but I just didn't want to upset you is another thing. I didn't want us to be angry at each other. I didn't want to have, you know, days go by where we really didn't talk to each other and there was a lot of tension in the house. So kind of avoided it and put it off and put it off until finally it was like, this is, this is going to have to happen or otherwise who knows what's going to, you know, this is going to lead to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really difficult and, um, you know, we may not have navigated those conversations in the most graceful way because I think we were both learning. Um, we're both very non-confrontational too. Mm-hmm. So that, um, yeah, it's kind of difficult to bring up. <laughs> when two non-confrontational people <laughs> get together and have right? to confront each other. Have to confront <laughs> each other about things. Yeah. Um, but I, I think um, one of the biggest things that I've taken away from those conversations that we've had is, yes, they were messy. Yes, they were very emotionally charged, but we both took time after those things happened and we kind of went to our neutral corner. It it ended well, but we went to our neutral corners and we then continued to have the understanding on an individual level. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important when we talk about it all the time is the, you know, the self-care, the personal growth, working on yourself. Because, you know, when two people in a relationship are doing that, it just flourishes. And when there's only one person doing that, and you and I were talking yesterday, I think it was, about your journey Mm -hmm. and 
you know, I knew, I saw you going through all the things that you were going through, but when you tried to talk to me about it, it just was way above my head. I just couldn't really relate. I couldn't understand. I couldn't have that conversation with you. I always listened. I was always yeah. like, hey, I, I don't have much to offer in that regard. I'm happy to listen. But then we were talking yesterday, like now we can have those conversations. And I feel like I know exactly what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And, and I can give you, you know, my perspective, you give me your perspective, and we kind of uh, meet in the middle sometimes. And it's just, again, we can have deep conversations about personal growth and our journey and self-healing and self-love and, and all of those wonderful things. And we both know, you like know, we're speaking the same language, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. For a long time, it was almost like, you know, I had my own language and mm -hmm. it was just something that you couldn't, couldn't understand. And I totally get that because I think I told you multiple times, like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but I know there's a lot of movement, a lot of change, a lot of, um, emotions coming up, but I don't know what is going on inside of my body and inside of my brain. Well, you, you even said that sometimes you're like, am I crazy? Like, yeah. it, and then, you know, uh, well, you through other, you know, not my conversations that we had together, but through other methods, you know, you kind of found people that were going through the same thing mm -hmm. and that was validation for you. A lot um, of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. Yeah. And then for me too, like, you know, podcasts, but also talking to you and mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, I went through that. I'm like, okay, okay, that means I'm on the right track. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah if you feel crazy, you feel yeah. like you're on the right track there. <laughs> but just to kind of, you know, go back to the, you know, the beginning of the conversation, when there isn't that tension, when there are, you know, you're, mm. you're both working on yourself and you don't have those things that are kind of always creating arguments and, and mm -hmm. stress in your relationship, for us it was alcohol, of course, but when you don't have that, when you remove that, yeah, you, you do fall in love all over again mm -hmm. because long-term relationships are difficult, right? They're it, just like life. It's it's a roller coaster of ups and downs. And yeah, we've talked about there are times where you're going to feel really, really close to your partner, mm -hmm. and then there's going to be times where you like we're just roommates. We're like yeah. it's, we're just doing this, doing this together. And Small children, yeah, we, introducing we children the, into your relationship. Yeah, you don't get to spend the time together. You don't get to have those conversations. Yep. Um, but yeah, I feel like. You know, we, we're at such a good place right now, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm excited to see where it takes us, but we're, like, laughing together again, and, you know, it's almost, it is kind of almost like that, you know, newlywed stage again, I yeah. would say. Like, where you, agree with yeah, that. where you, you just, you're having a lot of, a lot of fun together, you're, we're having deep conversations. We're um, excited to be around each other. Yeah, we, like, you're, you know, you're my true, you're truly my best friend, mm -hmm. and, like, when we get to hang out, it's like I'm hanging out with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we're having more sex. I mean, like everything that you think should be part of a healthy marriage, I feel like yeah. that's what we've been working on. And that's, and you know, sex is obviously a huge part Absolutely. of it. We have that connection now. Yeah. Um, and when you have, um, I think, more um, emotional vulnerability mm -hmm. within your, your marriage um, and you're able to kind of, um, I guess, die to your own ego, right? Like when your partner knows that, they're not afraid to bring something up to you because they're afraid that they're going to, you're going to offend them or that they're going to take it the wrong way or, you know, something like that. When you know that your partner is wholeheartedly 
committed to making the relationship work and wanting to repair, then that that's a game changer right there. When you have similar goals, yes. similar aspirations. And yeah. for somebody who's um, highly emotional, I want to know that there is safe space in our relationship to where I can come to you and be like, hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling or this is what I've experienced in the past with you. You know, like, let's just have an open dialogue about it and let's just um, let's just see how that feels and where it takes us. And you, like you really being able to listen to that, be open to that and just be like, yeah, you know, I hear you and I'm so sorry about that. Mm -hmm. And you know? Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Because we, like we've talked about, when someone brings up a flaw in us, or not even necessarily a flaw, just like something that maybe makes us feel makes shameful. Feel, yeah, exactly. And and it, our first reaction is to get defensive. Absolutely. And you and put that wall up. You put that wall up, and sometimes you're like, "Well, you do mm -hmm. this, and I don't like that." You know, so like we just kind of fire back and forth. Yeah. As and then it gets kind of nowhere. Yeah, right. As opposed to saying, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I didn't realize that that's how you felt about it. And yeah. hey, I can work on it. Let's, you know, let's come up with um, a solution that, you know, makes us both feel good. And Or just the acknowledgement yeah. of like, hey, you know, yeah, I did do that. And I'm so sorry about that. Like sometimes people, you know, like just the acknowledgement. You just, you, you kind of do it in a way that you kind of. I don't know, you maybe try to make it sound like you're joking, but you're really like, dude, oh, I don't like this about you. Like, well, you always, <laughs> you know, leave the toilet seat up. Are you never, you know. I'm like, oh, I changed the toilet paper roll again. Yeah, you never clean out the dishes from the sink, and, you know. It's would, kind of more passive aggressive. Yeah, passive aggressive, exactly. And it's just silly stuff like that sometimes. But, like, even that can cause, oh, yeah. cause rifts in, in a relationship. and yeah. I mean, we've been almost married for 13 years now. We've been, we dated for, you know, seven years before that. So we're, we've been together more than half our lives. And, you know, I think it is inevitable in any relationship that, yeah, you will have those times where you go through some struggles. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of marriage should be, you know, blissful and it mm -hmm. should be a, a, a great time because you're, you know, learning more about each other. And yeah, you are in that newlywed stage. And, and to be able to kind of return to that is is really nice and and to do that to like model that for our children too mm -hmm. of showing I, I think i saw an instagram post one time that said um like you should not just model like basic like caretaking for your children with your partner but you should model like the deeper stuff like mm -hmm you know, hugging and um, cuddling and working through a problem and co-parenting together, yeah. you know, like yeah, all of those much you... deeper things rather than just, I guess, the, the superficial things. Yeah. And just the way you speak to each other. I mean, you know, that your kids can tell yeah. when you're having a conversation. Or they can feel the tension. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kids are so perceptive and they're not going to come out and say, you know, like, hey, uh, it feels really thick in here, you know, like, can we like discuss this and try and work around it? You know, you're going to see that in their behavior. You know, it's going to be more emotional outbursts. It's going to be more um, fighting, more arguing, things like that, you know. So it's already a hard time being a child, just plain old being a child. Um, but if you stack, you know, like your parents stuff on top of that, that's really, really difficult for them. Um, so anytime that you can model, you know, good relationship skills between you and your partner, I mean, I think that's 
now. Yeah. Exponential. Yeah. And, I, you know, talking about kids that are very perceptive, perceptive and, and, you know, we, we don't give them enough credit. Like, mm. I know at times that you and I have had maybe some serious conversations mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Bliss or whoever, Levi, whatever, I can't, usually Bliss, I mean, <laughs> she'll come in and like, what's, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? And, you know, like. Sometimes we want to share and sometimes we're like, this is just something between mom and dad right now. We're just, yeah. we're just having a conversation. You know, it's, everything's fine. No, <laughs> nobody's mad at each other or anything like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, you know, a good, good thing to be, um, falling in love with your partner, you know, mm. all over again, because I think you need to do that multiple times throughout a, a, a relationship. I, I think you will, yeah. right? Because we're constantly changing. We, mm-hmm. t- we talked about this offline too. Like the people that we were when we <laughs> met or got married are even three years ago, completely different people. Different. So yeah. your relationship has to evolve. Which is you know, so wonderful. I don't want to be the seventeen-year-old no, I be? was yeah. when I met you. You know, hear you hear people who separate and like, well, you know, that person just changed, and that's the reasoning for the relationship mm-hmm. not working. And like, yes, of course they changed. Hopefully, you changed too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hopefully for the better. Right. But, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. People are are going to change, and you can't expect your relationship a few years ago to look like the one you have mm-hmm. today. You constantly have to evolve. And you also have to, you know, put forth effort into it. Like, I don't think that we would be where we are if, one, we hadn't, we have not invested in ourselves. I think that is first Mm -hmm. and foremost pivotal, right? Like, that's not your responsibility to make sure that my life is rainbows and sunshine, Mm -hmm. and it's not my responsibility to make sure that you're... you can't make me happy. No. I I have to be happy because of me. Yeah, you have to fulfill fulfill those own needs for yourself, and then when those two people come together, then Mm -hmm. I think that's where, like, the juiciness and the magic comes in the relationship, but it's only when you know, you kind of do your individual stuff and then you can kind of come together yeah. and, and make it fun again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we used to, when we were younger, we would just talk in these silly voices and just be goofy <laughs> and we're doing that more. I mean, yep. who cares if we're 38, like you could still <laughs> act like a kid. You could still act goofy. There's a time to be serious and sure. have serious conversation. And there's a time to, I think we're joke around. And I think sometimes as people get older and in, in relationships for longer and longer, they forget that mm-hmm. they forget to just have fun and, you know, you yeah, life is stressful. Life, especially when you, you know, have you're in a relationship and you have kids and you mm-hmm. have bills to pay and sure. you have work and all the stress. I mean, just to like, you know, try to break away from that for a little bit and right? just have fun with your partner again, yeah. I think is is crucial. Yeah. Don't take life too seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think I've said it before, but one of the the best pieces of, of advice my mom ever gave me was, I think when I turned 18, she wrote, and they would always send or uh, write me cards mm-hmm. and kind of update me on where I was at in life. So later on, I could look back and kind of know where I was, you know, at and what they were viewing, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I, she said something like, you know, just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you have to change your personality and change mm-hmm. who you are. You can still have fun. You can still be goofy. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take everything super seriously all the time. And I think that's a good way to live life, like to know that, yeah, you will have to be serious. A, sure. a, a grown, you know, grown up has to have responsibilities and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But also don't don't forget that kid inside of you that likes to just goof around and have fun. I think that's one of my favorite qualities about you, too, is that, yes, you know, 
we can do all the life things, but um, at the end of the day, like, you know how to take a deep breath and just be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Um, That could be applied to your unemployment. You know, you didn't, you know, get really, really upset and concerned and stress out, you know, because that energy then bleeds onto, you know, the family and stuff like that. Um, But you were just, you just took it in stride. You're just like, okay, this is what it is. You know, things may be a little tight for a bit, but like we, we can get through this. It's okay. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. I think I, uh, that is one of my, you know, characteristics that I always have kind of been proud of I would say yeah. that the fact that I am kind of carefree and I know when to to get serious but also like yeah. you said like sometimes you just got to say hey I can't worry about it because worrying about it's not going to do anything mm-hmm. you know I, there's only so much I can control and I think that's just my environment you know growing up in my family I mean family I'm sure my parents got stressed I, I'm sure they did especially with four kids but <laughs> um you know I think they they had a good balance of like you know not trying you know not taking everything Mm -hmm. too seriously and still you know creating a fun environment for me and my siblings to grow up in even though you know we maybe didn't always know what was going on behind the scenes oh yeah yeah Yeah. they put up a nice curtain for you guys (laughs) all right let's start with these uh these cards and um just kind of see where this takes us maybe some serious topics maybe some silly ones i don't know do you want me to draw first yeah You you do the honors. I don't know what the blue is. Blue is health. Okay. It says, how do you see yourself when you look in the mirror? Good question. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I like what I see. I I haven't always. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, losing my hair was a huge, huge part of um, probably my... I don't want to say I ever like had any um, image, self-image issues, mm-hmm. but I certainly was self-conscious, self-conscious about it. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I started thinning quite a bit, I would say, in the last few years. I always had thin hair, um, but I still had hair. But then, yeah, the last couple of years, it's really... And so I finally shaved it last year, and it was the best decision I could ever make because I just, I'm like, who cares now? I'm bald. doesn't matter. Um, I think the 30s, 30s do that to you. They do. You're kind of just like, yeah. nah, like this whatever. is what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, and then, you know, I, I do a lot to keep myself in shape. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been really conscious about my weight. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there were some winners where I gained some weight. But, um, you know, I, I think that as you go on your journey and, you know, you grow and you learn that you're not just your appearance mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, people aren't really thinking about you and judging you as much as you think they are (laughs) you start to be okay with your appearance and you're they're all you're human you're always going to look in the mirror and you're going to see like oh the imperfections right Mm -hmm. like oh i have a zit here or like i don't like the way my nose looks or my ears are too big whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know superficial things like that and i'm not saying that that's not important like some people may really um invest a lot in the way they look and that's Mm -hmm. incredibly important to them but Again, it's not to sound like cliche, but, you know, it's the inside, right? It's your personality. It's your traits. It's, you know, how, how much you care, how much you love. Those, those are the things that are, are really important. So I think it's good to, when you look in the mirror, not just look at your appearance, but also reflect on, you know, what kind of person you are. I would 
definitely uh, resound what you said. I think the more work I did on myself, um, the more when I looked into the mirror, I was able to say, like, I'm really proud of you. I am, I, you know, so impressed uh, from your consistency to stay committed to caring for yourself and investing in yourself and loving yourself every day and doing the really hard emotional work. And I think it kind of um, chisels away at the, um, I guess, you know, self-doubt or self-loathing or whatever unconscious programming you have running in the background that makes you look in the mirror and really criticize yourself, makes you say, you know, like, I hate the way that my tummy looks or I hate, you know, this or that or whatever. And I mean, you know, I had an eating disorder um, in my mid-20s, like binging and purging. And um, I got down to, you know, a pretty, pretty small size yeah, were, for a while. Yeah. And um, at the time, and I was you're just already like, small. yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, I just, you know, couldn't understand, like, why in the world, why am I doing this? And then why does it make me feel so good whenever I do it? Like, I just could not put that piece of the puzzle together. And, you know, years, you know, I'm like, what, gosh almost 10 years out from that, you know, I can look back and I could just be like, oh my gosh, plus, you know, 20, you know, six-year-old Leslie was so overwhelmed. You were just, I was just so overrun with, you know, suppressing my emotions for, you know, over two decades. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to verbalize anything that was going on inside of me. In addition to that, I decided to go back to uh, school full time. I decided to work full time and we got married too. So incredibly huge life changes in a very short amount of time. And it just kind of, you know, created this perfect storm essentially in my life. And then it wasn't, you know, for another, you know, at least five years before I started really doing the emotional work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that investing in myself more emotionally. Uh, led to a better outlook of myself physically because I can now look at myself in the mirror and just be like, you know, this is just my meat suit. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> this is just my my earthly meat yeah. suit, you know, and I want to take care of it, right? Sure. Because I'm I'm walking around in this meat suit every single day. So I want to make sure that I'm putting, you know, good food in it and I'm, I'm moving it and, you know, I'm loving on it. Um, but also too to take into consideration that this is you know this is only flesh and yes i'm gonna have wrinkles and i'm gonna have you know that's the process that's the aging aging. process exactly and uh, you know if i always try to fight it right right but if you're fortunate enough to watch yourself age then you get more years on this planet right so i i always kind of take it in that kind of stride that mentality like oh man i'm so grateful that i get to see myself at 38 you know i'm so grateful that i get to see those crow's feet and (laughs) you know wrinkles across the forehead and you know things like that that is one thing i would go back and tell my younger self like just don't moisturize no not (laughs) yeah that too but just don't worry as much about your appearance yeah it just it's hard it's to do hard. when you're it's young, especially in like high school, man, there's yeah. like so much pressure oh, to yeah. you know, look a certain way. And yeah. you're right though. As you get older, you just realize that like, 
it's just not as important as well you it's thought fleeting it was. Yeah. right it's fleeting and if you're so it, happy with yourself on the say, inside if you like what you see in the mirror then that's all that yeah really matters. exactly exactly you have the you know the self-worth to look in the mirror and be like man i'm i'm, I'm just i'm amazing mm-hmm. um you know and then that reflects out into everybody that you meet in the world right you see people for like oh my gosh like, like these amazing souls that you know are on this planet with me you know you kind of stop seeing people as like you know. yeah you get less judgmental yeah exactly exactly all right let's pick another one how can i communicate my need for space without you feeling hurt i think we do a really good job of this i would agree I think, I think that I think throughout a relationship, I feel like we've done a fairly decent job with this. Yeah, and I don't think really we ever have like specifically communicated our need for space from each other. We're not clingy people. No, I'm very much so. Like I need, I need mm-hmm. to be by myself for a while, and, and I, you I are. Well. Yeah, and and we're okay with that. Like we're okay being alone. Yeah. And that feels, I think it's crucial to your personal growth to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to grow when When I say alone, like, you know, spending, spending an hour or so by yourself, like just doing whatever you choose to do, whether it's, you know, exercising or reading or, you know, whatever you need to do to kind of recharge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. So yeah, I think we, yeah, I would say this isn't really an issue for us. I wouldn't say, but um, for somebody who who it is an issue, like a you know somebody in a relationship that they do need their personal space and their their partner takes that offensively, I think it's mm-hmm. just important to sit down and have a conversation. Like this is about me. This is not about no you. no reflection on how I feel about you. I'm not yeah. trying to escape you or get away from you. Yeah. I love spending time with you, but I think it's very important that we spend time apart because. Yeah. We found out in, uh, you know, early in our relationship that we needed to break up and spend some time apart mm-hmm. to see, you know, kind of find ourselves and really determine if, if that, you know, if the relationship was what we really wanted and what, mm-hmm. what we needed. And, um, yeah, I think when you're together all the time. I mean, no matter how much you like somebody here, it's going to get a little, little tense. You're going to be like, I just need, I need my space. And and that's okay. That doesn't, again, that doesn't reflect your feelings for that person. It just, it's human nature, I think, to sometimes need your space. And some people need, you know, more space or alone time than others, you know? Um, So that's something really to keep in mind, like different personalities require more recharging and, you know, time to yourself or, so. But I, I think one of the best things about our relationship is that we can coexist in silence together. You know, like we I think can. that's important. Yeah, yeah. we can. Like some people always feel the need to be talking and they get uncomfortable with silence and then you're just yeah. talking to talk. Yeah, exactly. You don't exactly. have anything really to say. Right? You're just like filling the, the air with noise. Um, I think so we've I all think... met people like that before. <laughs> yeah, so I really value that about you is that like, you know, we could just be in the same space. Mm-hmm. Just, just exist together. Want to pick another one? Yes. The health category. What fears do you have about getting older? Well, as you said earlier, I mean, I think as I age, I just realize how, you know, incredibly blessed I am to still be 
aging, right?、Mm-hmm. Every birthday that comes around, you're just reminded of how many people didn't make it to the age that you're turning.、Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to my brothers the other day about this.、Uh, my brother Andrew had texted me about my、uh, grandpa, our grandpa, my、uh, mother's father. And、uh, we just started talking. I was like, you know what? He was only 10 years older than I am now when he passed away. And, you know, that's just, it, it's, it's mind blowing because you think a grandfather, like they're older, right? And even when I was younger, I was like, I knew that he had passed away early, but I was like, well, he was almost 50. But as you start to creep up there in your years, you're like, 50, you know, 48, that is just so incredibly young. So, again, it just kind of reminds you that every year is such, such a blessing.、Um, and yeah, of course, as you age, you do have concerns like, am I going to be physically healthy? Am I going to be mentally healthy? And that's why, we, as we talk about so often, it's so important to take care of your mind,、mm-hmm. your body.、Um, so, yeah, I would say that's probably my biggest concern. Uh, you know, things that are just out of my control, you know,、mm-hmm. certain diseases and cancers and things like that, that, you know, you, know, you just never know.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but you can't focus on that. You、yeah. can't worry about that.、Um, you, you posted an Instagram reel.、Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the words out of your mouth, but if you want to,、uh, I think you know where I'm going with this.、Um, from Dying to Be yeah, Me. Yeah. yeah. It was the book that I read, Dying to Be Me, from、uh, Anita.、Uh, Gosh, I never know how to、yeah. say her last name. Morjana. I think Morjani. Something like that.、Um, yeah. And she said she ended up getting cancer when she was, I, I think, in her 30s.、Mm-hmm. I'm not positive her age,、um, but she was so focused on not getting it, right? Like she was、She's、buying very, all yeah, the、so、organic yeah. food and, and taking all the supplements and, and going to yoga. And like she was so scared of getting cancer because her, I think, her brother in law and her best friend. Had been diagnosed within like weeks of each other. And she was just terrified. You know, she's like, well, if it can happen to them and they're my age, then it can happen to me. And so she was just fo- like, all of her attention was focusing on not getting cancer. And as I've said in the past, like the universe doesn't,、um, they don't understand, it doesn't understand what you say and what you don't say. All it, all it knows is what you're putting your attention on. And she was heavily putting her attention on cancer. Cancer, cancer, cancer. So that's what the universe hears. And of course, it's listening. And she, she got you know, terminal cancer. But I think that's just a kind of a testament to,、um, to focus on what you want in life rather than what you don't want、mm-hmm. in life. And I know that that is way easier said than done, especially in the, <laughs> with the world that we live in, where like, you can literally turn on anything and see something scary that、oh, could.、Yeah. You know, freakishly happen. A fear based world is what we, we live do. in. We do. We have way too much information. We have access to way too much. And we, our minds can just wander into some really, really dark places.、Um, but that's the kind of、um, invitation to really guard your mind,、mm-hmm. really guard what you put into your mind. I mean, like, we don't watch the news. No,、um, no, we, we don't. We, you know, I, I'm very, very particular on what I put into、uh, my ears because I,、yeah. I think that that's important. Yeah, as you said, we, you know, I think there's some people out there be like, well, don't bury your head in the sand. You need to know what's going on in the, in the world. And my argument would be, well, the media, again, uses everything 
negative. It's all fear based. So and is it really I accurate? I don't want to like how much of it is accurate. People who got shot this weekend yeah. and like you know it. It's tragic. It's tragic. Yeah, it is I'm not, absolutely tragic. I'm downplaying that, but I you know if you're continually just filling your mind with yeah. like how bad everything is in the world, you're going to start to believe it. You yeah, know, and you're going to start to live your life accordingly. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, like your you know your perception will be like everybody is an enemy, right? Like that's the filter that you're going to filter everything through. And I don't want to filter my life through that. I want to choose to see the best exactly. in people. I want to choose to just be like, hey, even you know, if you're grumpy with me at the grocery store or whatever, hey, I want to be able to be to be able to say, I bet and, you're going through something really, really hard. You know, and I think that circles back to the original question. I think being happy is going to increase your longevity. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, um, the blue zones, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the biggest uh, correlation between all of those is community and relationship yeah. um, and their happiness within that. And that study I shared on Instagram, the Harvard study that's yeah. been going on for like 85, 90 mm-hmm. years, people who had healthy, happy relationships tend to live, live the, the longest. longest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't that's... think that's by coincidence. Oh, I agree. You didn't really answer the question, but I'm, I'm assuming your concerns are somewhat like mine. We'll just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move Again, not to take the words out of your <laughs> mouth, but did you ask that or did I? Uh, I did. Okay. Well, I'll ask one now. Oh, here's a little bit more lighthearted one. How important are pets to you? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Can I share a story real quick Absolutely. before you before you Before speak? I go into. I know, because it's just so sweet. You, we got into a, a real cleaning mode to earlier today, and we we're just purging and cleaning out closets and, so st- good. and stuff that we haven't looked at or touched in quite some time. Um, but our old dog, Skeeter, he passed away almost two years ago. He was our little Yorkie. And he was uh, our first baby. Uh, you got him before we were even married. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so you had found some of his old stuff. And, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Like the tuxedo that he wore at our wedding. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it, it was just really sweet. And it just shows how important pets are. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, they become your family. They absolutely. As our, as our current dog <laughs> has been barking the entire time. So if you guys can hear that, I apologize. but. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, for me, pets are, pets are medicinal. Mm-hmm. Um, even the stretch that we went where, um, Ski passed away and, you know, we all needed time to grieve. We all needed, um, uh, a moment to kind of catch our breath. Um, there was still this like longing inside of me to have an animal in the house and we have a cat, but she doesn't come out very often, and uh, we don't know if she she's does. seventeen or twenty-seven. <laughs> she could be either. Um, but also, too, like I'm kind of you know mildly allergic, so it's not like you know she can crawl up in my lap and pet her and stuff like that. She's not. A, she's coexisting with us. She's not a real pet. Um, but anyways, having that space in between was really really difficult. You know, I've grown up with dogs and cats all my life. Like there was always a dog or cat in my life except for a short stretch whenever I was young mm-hmm. um and so to have a house without a pet I did not realize how much of a toll it it, 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 takes it felt empty it felt very empty like when you would come home there was no, nobody no, there yeah no one greeting to greet you, you and... but on the, the flip side of that going back to Skeeter um and how important are pets to you um I Skeet was like my 
emotional support animal. Um, He saw me through uh, really amazing times in our life and really, really dark times in our life. And uh, he, man, like. That's the beauty of pets. They just love you unconditionally. They don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah. But they're always there for you. Like that dog was sent to me for an absolute reason. And it was so beautiful. I think I told you not that long ago. Um, he passed away whenever he knew that I could, I could do life mm-hmm. by myself. He knew like, Hey, Les, you know, you got this, you've done enough work. Um, I can, I can go, I can kind of hand the baton <laughs> off to you and, and you'll be good. Um, and so that's, I mean, and it, for me, Skeeter was my first dog. Like yeah. I did not have dogs growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have cats and I'm not going to get in the debate of the cats versus the dogs. <laughs> I think we're both dog people yeah you know and and some people are cat people and that's that's perfectly fine um i love cats too yeah i mean just you know there's something a little different for me about having a dog than a cat yeah um but yeah when uh when skeeter passed away that was that was a really really difficult time and i didn't realize how difficult it would be um because like, like i said skeeter was my first dog and when we got him I didn't really, yeah, I was like, oh, cool, a dog. But I, I, like you said, he he becomes, you know, a part of your life and um, your emotional support. And and he sees you through the ups and the mm-hmm. downs. And, but as hard as that was when we did have to finally let him go, it was, it was such a beautiful and peaceful moment too. It we really just, was. It was just us with him. And, um, you know, we knew that he only had a few more minutes. Uh, and, you know, we cried together mm-hmm. and, and just kind of held him. and. Yeah, as sad as it was, it was also just a great way to kind of say goodbye. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I may get... Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little teary-eyed. Yeah, but also mystery. for the next thing that I say, I may get, you know, like burned at the stake, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, but I remember whenever I was pregnant with Bliss, um, she's, you know, our first, and we were really excited. Yeah. You sure you want to say this? <laughs> and uh, I mentioned to you, uh, you know, pretty far along in the pregnancy. And I was just like, I just don't know if I can love a child as much as I love our, our dog, <laughs> as much as I love Skeeter. And in my defense, can you imagine Bliss had... <laughs> listening to this right now? <laughs> Have we ever told her that? I don't know. But I, I mean, like in my defense, you know, you this was my first child. You had never child. been a mother to exactly. a I human. Exactly. I had never, know. yes, I had never done that before. You know, there was a lot of fear in that, you know. So, um, ab- absolutely, 1,000%, I loved our child. Yes. Yeah, let's <laughs> clarify that. We, yes. we love our children more than our pets. Absolutely. <laughs> but also, too, I remember being in the hospital with Bliss, you know, uh, day after day after day. You know, we were there for 20 days and I would stay for, you know, until basically the nurses would say, you need to go home for a night yeah. and, and get a good night's sleep um, and then come back tomorrow. And they said it out of love. They didn't say it out of, you know, like you need to get out of here or anything like that. And they probably could see, you know, the dark circles under my eyes. too. <laughs> um, but I, I remember being in the hospital and just being like, oh, I wish somebody would bring Skeet up here because I want to sit with my baby in my lap and my dog in my lap. I want both of those two things together because, um, you know, my heart hurts so bad from the things that we were going through with Bliss and then being away from Skeet, too, because um, I said, like, he was, he was my emotional yeah. support, you know? Yeah. And then, and, you know, and now we have Skipper. 
and you know <laughs> he, he's not a replacement like it uh, just, no pet is ever it, a replacement no, for the next pet no it, it is it's unfair to compare the two as well because he was an eight pound yorkie we have a 50 yep. pound pit bull mix and now. we have a completely different lifestyle mm-hmm. with him than we ever did with ski right like we started out just you me and ski like yeah. that was it that was our family yeah here. and we brought skip into a family of four with two you know vivacious children and you know there was there's a lot there so he has and i think the weird thing about skipper is he's skeeter was your dog mm-hmm. as much as i loved him he was your dog yeah. and i think skipper is my dog yeah 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 <laughs> we'll have to fix that and even yeah. things and out he's, he's you know He's getting so much better. Oh my gosh. He's become a really good dog. He has. And, you know, we had our struggles and we we, we still get really frustrated with him sometimes. But we got it. He's only what, sixteen months old? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he's still yes, yeah, he's, still he's still very still young, really but young. he's so freaking smart. He is he's very so smart. smart, man. That is the one thing I do like about him over <laughs> Skeeter. Skeeter didn't have the the big brain that Skipper does, so the he never was fully potty yeah. trained. And Skipper just amazing. He he had one accident in the house like the day after we yeah. brought him home and that's it. But he also does really cool things. Like we can play fetch with him, yeah. you know, yeah, and he comes we back and like, do a skeeter, yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Oh, I think it's your turn. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, what should we do if our libidos become out of sync? Oh, okay. I think uh, definitely have a conversation because um, especially uh, I can't speak for you, but. I think for men, a lot of times when there's an absence of sex, it's an absence of connection. Yeah. Um, not saying that the emotional part is not um, needed for men, because I think it is. And I, I definitely think over this year, you have really realized that um, and kind of um, really repaired a lot of emotional stuff inside of yourself and allowed yourself to feel things that you wouldn't allow yourself in the past. Agreed. Um, but um, I think that, yeah, having a conversation with your partner of like, okay, you know, I've noticed this. How do you think that um, we can maybe get more in sync? Or is, are there things that, you know, we could do? Or is there, you know, um, you know, somebody that we can seek out that, you know, can help us through this Mm -hmm. or is there something medically going on or are you really stressed you know i think approaching it with love and care and compassion um rather than like you know uh condemnation and shame is going to open the door to uh being more responsive for your partner yeah i agree and i think this is really important because you you know briefly touched on it men and women are wired very differently. Mm-hmm. So and when speaking about our relationship, um, you know, there are times I know throughout our marriage where maybe you, you know, weren't in the mood or, you know, you had something else going on or, you know, whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. And I would take that as like, oh, she doesn't find me attractive anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, why, why doesn't she ever make the first move? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and we, and we would have conversations about yeah. that. and. You know, I think we worked through it. And then, um, but yeah, like you said, I think a big part of it is the, you know, the emotional part and mm-hmm. the connection. And when your relationship is in turmoil and you, you are fighting, you know, just to survive day by day, you're not going to have that connection. I mean, you know, that's not exactly what the question asks. It would, you know, 
But I'm just but saying sex in general, you're not I was going say, to be. Your libido absolutely coincides right. with an emotional connection when you're in partner with somebody. Yes. And I think that once we, you know, kind of um, repair our relationship, uh, that kind of took care of that part too, yes. the sexual part, because I knew, you know, when we were going through our struggles, like the last thing I was going to do is try to initiate sex. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you were going to try to do is initiate sex. Right. So neither one of us did a thing about it, yep. you know? Um, and then again, like we talked about earlier, you start to kind of get into the, you know, I'm just, just doing this as a roommate kind of thing. Yeah. And like, oh, I guess we should. Cause it's been a while. Yeah. You know? Out like, of obligation yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. And, and, you know, as opposed to like, hey, I really love you mm-hmm. and I want to show you, yeah. you know, how much you mean to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like sex has been different. Like we have had that connection. It's been, yeah. it's been much more like, you know, I love you. And much more intimate. Yeah. It, <laughs> this is going to sound so, so stupid, but making love instead of just yeah. having sex, yeah. you know. There's complete difference. Yeah. There's a and I think difference. making love gets overused sometimes, but. It just like it gets synonymous yeah. with having sex. Like people just use it interchangeably when it's not. When it's not, right. absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think the uh, yeah the emotional vulnerability in the relationship is definitely paramount. And uh, I mean, we see casual sex all the time in media and you mm-hmm. know movies and stuff like that. And um, we, I think we don't give it the the reverence that it like truly requires. Um, I know this is like way off topic, like we're talking about (laughs) then the question, but, um, I think that, you know, a lot of times we just, we forget how, um, how incredibly amazing it is just because we've spent years just being like, oh, I guess we should do this Mm -hmm. since it's been a while, you know? Well, and another factor for us certainly was having children. Yeah. You know, any parent can relate to that. When you have young kids, <laughs> finding alone time is very difficult, especially for us when we're on a schedule where you, I mean, I do it now too, but you are always going to bed at the same time mm-hmm. as them and a lot of times with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be, you know, I would stay up and I'd be like, well, I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to have sex because she's asleep. Yeah. And then, you know, I would, I w- you would get up early. I would get up after you. Like our schedules just never synced up. Yeah. Um, and so that was always a, a, a big challenge. And I'm sure it is for a lot of other, mm-hmm. you know, couples out there too. Like when you have children in the mix, just trying to find, uh, you know, 10, 10, 15 <laughs> minutes where they're not like, they don't need, need you. Something. Yeah. Where yeah. you can like distract them, I guess, so that you can. <laughs> Because we are, we, we figured out a long time ago, we are not people who are going to stay up after the kids no. go to bed for our alone time. And I don't even mean sex, you know, just, I'm just, just to have conversation. We or just are spend not time together. at our best at the end of the night, no, you know, like we're depleted, not. our yeah. batteries are waning. And mm-hmm. so that is not a great time to be like, let's really dive into things yeah. now, you know, yeah. you're not. And we're very fortunate that, you know, throughout the week during the summer, at least, um, you know, we have more flexibility in our mm-hmm. schedules cause you're off, I'm working from home. Um, yeah. but there's, we still run into challenges, yeah. especially while you're working, like trying to find time to spend alone. Um, the kids are older now, so it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's also a factor as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's not something that like, you know, you can turn it on and turn it off. Like your libido is not, you know. Sure. I think there's always that myth that, you know, guys are always in the mood mm-hmm. and and that's not always the case. No. No, not at all. And and I think I feel like some men almost would feel like shamed by that like, well, I'm a man, I should always oh, want to wow, have sex. Yeah. Like is there something, something wrong, wrong with, with my me? masculinity yeah. because like you said, there's so many factors that play yeah. into it. You could be tired. You could have a lot on your mind. You could be stressed. Like, well, like I remember, and that's how you know. I think partners should acknowledge that from from both sides. Yeah. When you started your new job, I mean, it was what two or three weeks that you were just like, I haven't even really been in the mood at yeah, all because, absolutely. like, literally, you were just like laser focused, information, information yeah. overload. Like your brain was just on fire, and you. You, it, like you couldn't think of anything else like I mean I could even see it in your eyes when you came upstairs like you were just <laughs> you were drained but like your brain was still going yeah. you know and yeah. so it was that was not a time to be like hey <laughs> yeah no you're right yeah. because also you don't want to be like doing it again out of obligation yeah. you want it to you know, mean, mean something, something. yeah Absolutely. like yeah let's hold off for a little bit yeah. and yeah wait yeah, yeah. well hey that was fun I know I, mean, I, like I think that. I think this is a good stopping point um I I just love doing this card thing because it just brings up so much, so much conversation like we've talked about before where you're not necessarily going to have, you know, you you probably won't just sit and ask somebody these questions (laughs) unless you're, so I I love the conversation. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it as well. And I, again, I, as we said, when we played this last time, I really do encourage you playing this game with, you know, your, your partner, um, to kind of open the dialogue, find out some, some things about them. And I think it just brings you closer and strengthens your relationship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. See you later.